0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Ruth King from Atlanta with us today. Now, Ruth is an entrepreneur and has owned businesses throughout her life for the last 30 plus years. What she focuses on now is to work with small business owners and provide them the processes and tools to make them successful. She's also written five books, two of which became bestsellers the courage to be profitable and profit or wealth. So welcome Ruth.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. So in your own words, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I never give up. That's probably the best thing to really describe me. I have known I wanted to have my own business from the time I was a, a little, little kid. I had Yeah, we sold flowers as kids. I never had a lemonade stand. We did a whole lot of other things, but uh, I've always wanted my own business. And when I was 24, I started my first and I still have it today. It's Business Ventures. And over the way, I've, you know, seven businesses. Um, Some have done phenomenally well. Some of, one of which crashed and burned the the worst that you can crash and burn. Um, But you learn from all of them and you just never give up. One of the things that my dad always told me was when bad things happen or tough things happen is you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you keep going. And that was probably really important to me for the startup of my sixth business where we had um, a $1.5 million contract, eight hundred thousands of investment writing on that. We had already started working on it. And I got a phone call one day that basically said, oh, we're canceling the project. And I had also had about a half million of my own money in there. So, I mean, it was a lot of money. So when that phone call came, I went outside and cried. Just did. And I heard my father's little voice, pick yourself up, dust yourself up and keep going. And we ended up taking the last 25000 that I had on my credit cards and actually started the first internet broadcasting network in 2001. And it's still going today. If you look at HVAC channel, if you look at profitability revolution, I mean, we started with 13 subscribers. (laughs) And it just grows. So you just don't give up. You just flat out don't give up. And I know sometimes it's really hard for some of you who are listening to go, "Mm, do I really want to take a chance? If it's where your passion is and where your heart is, do it that's not gonna be easy but it's worth it
0: why do you think a lot of people who go down a path like this tend to give up you know i think they're expecting too much too soon and when they don't see it happening they just can't keep up with the with the journey and don't have the patience to see it through
1: and also they haven't done their homework beforehand all right. And, you know, think about it this way. You know, somebody comes and I, I'm going to do something very simplistic here. And, and please, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but let's assume that you make the greatest jelly in the world and all of your friends say you should really sell the jelly. And you go, yeah, maybe I should sell the jelly. And you just don't put the time, effort and energy into to find out, OK, who's my client? How do I sell the jelly? I mean, what are the rules and regulations that we have with respect to labeling and packaging and all that sort of fun stuff? And you go in full speed ahead and then all of a sudden it's not easy. And the question that I would ask my friends, who we say, well, you should sell your jelly. Fine. Will you invest? And if they won't invest, then you know that they're just trying to, you know, say something good to you. Mm-hmm. It, it's much better if you ask the question, well, will you invest? And they'll either they'll say yes or no. And if they say yes, you know, they're serious.
0: All right. So, you know, you mentioned 30 plus years, right? So you've seen your share of ups and downs. Can you talk us through, you know, your lowest points and at any given point in time where you were probably on the verge of giving up but didn't?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I got that phone call that said that project was was um, canceled, that was pretty low. And I knew that if I got through that and we kept going and you know, listen to my father's little voice in the back of my head, that we would eventually make it. And that's really the startup of, of my first book, which was The Ugly Truth About Small Business. And if I went through that and survived, um, I found 50 other business owners willing to share so that people don't make the mistakes that we make. And I learned I learned a lot from that book in terms of what not to do, too, in addition to what I was doing. But, you know, that was probably the really lowest point. And I knew once I got through that, I could get through anything. Now, from a physical standpoint, I started running uh, marathon, uh, just running. And when I was 42, I ran my first marathon three weeks before my 44th birthday. And then I ran Boston. And that was the toughest thing physically I had ever done because I'm not sitting on the ground till noon and run. But that's what it was back then. So I knew if I could do something physically, I knew something business-wise. I mean, nothing at this point, I look at it and go, okay, I can do it. But you have to go through the tough times. You have to go through them and say, okay, I can do this. Um, One of the stories in the the ugly truth about small business was a guy who had been through the first hurricane. I forget which one it was in um, one of the Caribbean islands. And he said, that was really tough. When the second one came, I knew exactly what to do. So the first one teaches you Second time it happens, it's easier. So.
0: So, so, so tell us about your businesses. You mentioned seven seven businesses, right? So you you've got your fingers in a lot of pies. So tell us about those.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of fingers in a lot of different pies. Um, the first one, which is business ventures, was is my training and consulting business. And I've had that since 1981. It went underground uh, when we started doing a uh, computer animation studio in the 80s, okay? Remember, this is 1980s, this is mm-hmm. not 2021. And the equipment that we bought for $250,000 within a year, you could buy for 60,000. Goodbye, <laughs> can't support the debt. Um, and then we did one that was actually kind of fun. And we did, we built t-shirts. My background's actually chemical engineering. And so we did T-shirts for the student chapters of the different organizations. One was like chemical engineers, chemical engineering is baffling and you know baffles and, and, and reactors. And we did civil engineers give a damn, electrical engineers, own the Brave. But it was something that we did just so that we could go away and design. We had great vacations, did our designing and, and sold T-shirts. And we did that for a couple of years and decided that was you know, enough. Um, they, the one I talked about, um, if you look at HVAC Channel and Profitability Revolution, those are two businesses that um, started as a result of that and are still going today. And one is for plumbing, electrical, heating, air contractors. And uh, Profitability Revolution is about 250 now, maybe two, a little bit more than 250 videos. So if you're you know, up all night staring at the ceiling, what am I gonna do? You know, log on, there's probably the answer there because we've been through a lot of it. Um, we've got those and then um, books and, you know, all sorts of fun things that I've done over the years. It's been a lot of fun. I wouldn't give it up.
0: So, you know, when you look back at uh, what, what you've done, so let me ask you this. So, um, have you ever held a job?
1: Yes, and I hated it. I got t- fired.
0: Ugh. So t-
1: tell us about the time you did a job. <laughs> it was... Um, well, I've had a job twice. When I came out of grad school, um, I worked for a uh, engineering firm for about two years, and I absolutely hated it and said, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going out. I went back to school, got my MBA, and, and started business ventures. And then when the computer company failed, I said, I got to go get a job. And I, I did. But it also allowed me to get into the HVAC industry. And about 18 months and I had it, and then we had what was called Black Friday. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I went out. I started doing really good work for heating and air contractors, and you just build it up. Um, the other thing, I was there was probably five women in the industry back in the late '80s. So not only did I have who do you know or what do you know, but you know who are you? You're a woman. You know, so we had all those sort of fun things that we got to deal with. But you prove yourself. You do really good work. Um, they make money and they make a lot of money where it gets around and, you know, the rest is kind of history. It's you know, it's not something you're going to do in five minutes. And if you think that, you know, you can wake up tomorrow and go, I'm going to be an instant millionaire. Not going to happen. If you're in it for the money, not going to happen. I love what I do. I mean, I don't consider this a job. I just love what I do. I love the light bulbs. Awesome. I mean, one thing that grad school told me is you're really, really good in numbers, which I am. So um, I do a lot of teaching of p and balance sheets and pricing, stuff like that. And when they get profitable and, and get and stay there, it's really cool.
0: So your, your two businesses that I wanna talk about, one is Business Ventures, the other is Profitability Revolution Paradigm. Tell us okay. about those.
1: Business Ventures is where I do consulting. It's where all my books are. It's where all my training classes come out of. And it's been around since January of 1981. So however many years is that, 40 years now. Um, And that's where the consulting comes from. That's where I go around the country. I've been in every state except for North Dakota. And somebody's going to send me to Fargo. I just don't want it to be in January. It would not be fun to be there in January. So, but anyway, that's, you know, my five books, um, The Courage to be Profitable and The uh, Profit or Wealth, both hit number one um, So as bestsellers. And they're written in English. They're not reading, written in accounting babbles so that you can easily read them. They're about this thick. You can read them and do it, or you can read them and not do it and not implement. You know, the choice is yours. Um, profitability Revolution is... What we put together with all sorts of videos, a lot of training things, a lot of interviews with people who are experts in marketing, experts in um, sales, experts in trade shows, experts in operations, um, different things that are going on in in different businesses. But it truly was put together so that we could have a breadth of information that somebody can actually use if they're staring at the ceiling at night. And we give it away to everybody who buys a book. So you can invest 10 bucks on Amazon for Courage to be Profitable. Send me an email. I'll send you the password. I mean, it, it, we really do give it away right now. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, with your, with your consulting business, um, now that you've done it for, for several years, I'm sure you've built a great network and all that. Um, so how, how do you, uh, between all these seven or eight businesses, how, how do you keep yourself uh, focused?
1: I love what I do. All right. I mean, I don't know if there's any other way to look at it. Um, I work really hard. I also play really hard. So it's, you know, when COVID hit, it was really hard because everything had to go online pretty much because I couldn't travel. But as soon as everything opened by June or, you know, started opening, I was on an airplane again. I love traveling during that time. But I, you know, we were in Iceland last in August um, for a week, took a week off. Again, we had to be vaccinated, COVID test in, COVID test out. But who cares? I mean, I got to go do what I wanted to do. My daughter and I take a mother-daughter vacation every year and we look forward to it. I run um, it cleans my head out. I work out, it cleans my head out. So there's very specific work time and there's very specific non-work time. If that makes sense. Sure, so sure. I, um, I get up every morning around five. I, it's my most creative time of day. So if I'm writing another book, that's when I do my writing. I go work out, then I start my day. I awesome. rarely miss a day of working out.
0: So you're very disciplined in, in managing your time.
1: Yep, absolutely. You have to be. You can't do what I do if you're not.
0: Absolutely. Great. Um, So for people that are looking to learn from you or engage you, what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: Best way to do it is uh, my website, which is ruthking.info. It has links to everything that I do there. Um, And you can find out about me, you can find out about books, you can find about classes, and that type of thing. But Ruth King, that info is the best way to get a hold of me.
0: And, and what kind of a team do you have supporting you in your several businesses?
1: I have a full, Brenda, who's been my assistant for 32 years. Wow, um, We've been together longer than most people have been married, for starters. Um, so she's She's there. And then I have a marketing assistant. Her name is Catherine. And she does a lot of the marketing and outbound calling and things along those lines. And then as far as my podcasts go, I have a team that is part-time that does the podcasts and recordings and all the sort of, you know, fun things like that and the marketing for that. So I have, that's my personal team. I have had over the years, gosh. As we are going through a lot of the profitability revolution, putting things up, probably eight to 10 to 12 people at any one time, just doing production along those lines. So, I mean, I've had a team. I outsource what I need.
0: Okay, awesome. And uh, in terms of uh, what, uh, what's coming up or what's down the pike for you, can you talk us through some of your future projects?
1: Uh, A lot of what I'm doing now is going towards virtual reality. I'm taking the classes that I've done and we're starting to put them on virtual reality. Uh, One of the things that my daughter challenged me during COVID was to make financials fun because that's not her thing. She's much more creative than I am um, in terms of she does theater and movies and project managers and stuff like that. And so I created um, Ronan the Duck. And he is a owner of Bathtub, Inc., which manufactures services and has recurring revenue of soap and bubble bath. And so a lot of that is, you know, it's funny. You know, it really is funny. And it's, and it's meant to be humorous and it's meant to do that. So we're putting, starting to put that in virtual reality. Um, it's on Kindle. Um, if you, I have not written it in book form, but it's on audio and it is in electronic form on Kindle. If you want to see what Ronin is all about, um, from there. But that's one of the next projects. And then I'm really looking at making, you know, finding ways that I can help small businesses get and stay profitable. There is a segment of the population who could care less. Many of those are lifestyle businesses because all they care about is having enough cash to support their lifestyle, which is basically making sure your pricing is right and having recurring revenue. They don't care about PL and balance sheet. Um, The rest of the people do. So, I mean, we're doing programs for all all the different segments and that's coming up. And I'm sure one of my clients can say, hey, why don't you want to, you want to work on this with me? It always happens. (laughs) Which is fun. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And how do do your uh, clients go about finding you?
1: Right now, it is mainly through referral. In the beginning, it wasn't. Um, I do a lot of speaking. I have written a easy. Now I'm going back to the days when it was called easy since June of 1999 called contractor sense business sense has been around since about 2004, 2005. So, I mean, I write every week and it's content that is appropriate for small business. It's not sales. It's you know, not selling products. Here's a little blurb on the bottom if they want it, but it's literally things that can help them with five minutes reading. My podcast has been we're up to about episode number 200 and something. So it's been around for a little over four years. And that also is like 18 minutes, you know, go from point A to point B, you can get one thought and that's it. But most of it's speaking most of now, you know, it's like referrals. A lot of it is through referrals, um, which is the way I like it. You know, I don't necessarily, you know, I don't mean it from a bragging standpoint, but, most of my clients who have done well have sent me other clients.
0: So tell, tell me more about your, your speaking engagements and how do you go about uh, finding them and landing them?
1: Uh, again, it's mainly through referral right now. Um, I don't go out, you know, I don't have a um, speakers bureau or anything else that I, that I go through. Um, people have heard me speak at national organizations and they want me to come speak or they've heard me at regional or, you know, sometimes, you know, like Atlanta will have organizations here and then you do really well here. And then you can do a regional then a national speech. You know, I've done speeches in Cabo, I've done speeches in Canada, you know, have not done one in Europe yet, looking to go to Europe. Um, I've got a big following in London as a result of my books. Um, there was a British organization called Fupping who, Name two of my books, The Card Should Be Profitable and The Ugly Truth About Cash, as two of the 37 books all startups should read with Stephen Covey and Napoleon Hill and, you know, nice guys to be associated with.
0: Absolutely. So, so your speaking engagements, are they more of a, a business generator for you or are they actually paid gigs?
1: Both. Okay. I do uh, I do both, even when they're paid, I get a lot of people who come up and say, will you work with me? Or I've scared the crap out of them. A lot of times I, you know, it's just, I am very direct as you can probably tell by our conversation. And, you know, I started the one last Tuesday off with what had happened to me in the airport. One of my former clients who I hadn't seen in about 20 years, I, mean, I saw him at some of the shows and stuff like that. He said, "So oh, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. Well, he calls me on the phone and says, in tears, and says, My manager has embezzled $220,000 from me.
0: Wow.
1: I left him in good shape 20 years ago. You have to follow the process. If you don't follow the process, this happens. And it's not only the $220,000. If you think about it, you know, if he nets 10%, and I haven't seen his financials in a really long time, That's two point two million dollars he has to generate to pay back the two hundred twenty thousand dollars. That is a lot of revenue. That is a lot of revenue. Don't do stupid stuff. Pay attention to your cash and your bank statement and your financials, and that you know have less of a chance of that happening.
0: So you know you mentioned uh, your uh, you know your initial debacle where you lost about uh, half a million or so. How long did it take for you to dig yourself out of the hole? About a year and that patience and perseverance paid off
1: of course now was it fun no was it stressful yes but in your head you know you're gonna make it and you do what it takes you talk to the people you need to talk to and you get it done and you go for it and you just you know I had a, I had a colleague of mine who lost 80% of her business in one day and had to lay off, I think 62 people in one day. The literally the Fed stopped the program and that was where most of her business was. It took her 10 years to come out of it. Now she has since sold the business and done, you know, obviously recouped all of it. But can you imagine? I mean, I didn't take me 10 years, right? but it took her 10 years. Imagine day by day by day for 10 years. Right. You know, yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel gets brighter and brighter and brighter, but it's this big at the beginning. So you got to just do it. You just have to do it.
0: Your, your podcast, what's what's it called, and where can people find it?
1: It's called Contractor Sense, C E N T S, and it's mainly for for contractors. But there's, you know, if you're not a contractor and and you sell a product or something like that, you still would find it valuable. And it's on Apple and you know, all of the places that you can do it. I should ask that question of my marketing people because they, are the ones who put it every place, but it's there, it's on um, Podbeam. It's on, I don't know, there, you know, there's like a list of that many platforms that it's on.
0: Awesome. And where do people find your books?
1: Um, they're all on Amazon. Um, you can get them through my website, ruthking.info. Um, it will take you to the Amazon links. And that's probably the best place. Or if they want to call me and get an autograph copy, it's 770-729-8000.
0: Awesome. Well, Ruth, it's uh, pretty inspiring to learn about your story and what you've done and where you've been and how you've dug yourself out and you continue to do what you truly enjoy the most. That's pretty awesome. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your story and what you're doing. But before I let you go, one takeaway for the listeners, anything you want to share?
1: never ever give up if you truly believe in what you're doing find a way out of the hole
0: awesome well thank you for joining us today
1: thank you for having me